Listen to God's Word for January 26th. Today's reading is Genesis 49 and 50 and Exodus 1. May God bless this reading of His Word. Genesis 49 Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around, so that I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Come together and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Uncontrolled as the waters, you will no longer excel, because you went up to your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. May I never enter their council. May I never join their assembly. For they kill men in their anger and hamstring oxen on a whim. Cursed be their anger, for it is strong, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will disperse them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the necks of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down to you. Judah is a young lion. My son, you return from the prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the staff from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and the allegiance of the nations is his. He ties his donkey to the vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He washes his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell by the seashore and become a harbor for ships. His border shall extend to Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, lying down between the sheepfolds. He saw that his resting place was good, and that his land was pleasant. So he bent his shoulder to the burden, and submitted to labor as a servant. Dan shall provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. He will be a snake by the road, a viper in the path that bites the horse's heels, so that its rider tumbles backward. I await your salvation, O Lord. Gad will be attacked by raiders, but he will attack their heels. Asher's food will be rich. He shall provide royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine by a spring whose branches scale the wall. The archers attacked him with bitterness. They aimed at him in hostility, yet he steadied his bow, and his strong arms were tempered by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, in the name of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, by the God of your father who helps you, and by the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of the heavens above, with blessings of the depths below, with blessings of the breasts and womb. The blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of the ancient mountains and the bounty of the everlasting hills. May they rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince of his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. 
In the evening he divides the plunder. These are the tribes of Israel, twelve in all. And this was what their father said to them. He blessed them, and he blessed each one with a suitable blessing. Then Jacob instructed them, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. The cave is in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, in the land of Canaan. This is the field Abraham purchased from Ephron the Hittite as a burial site. There Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried, there Isaac and his wife Rebekah are buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were purchased from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished instructing his sons, he pulled his feet into the bed and breathed his last, and he was gathered to his people. Genesis 50 Then Joseph fell upon his father's face, wept over him, and kissed him. And Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father Israel. So they embalmed him, taking the forty days required to complete the embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, If I have found favor in your eyes, please tell Pharaoh that my father made me swear an oath when he said, I am about to die. You must bury me in the tomb that I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go and bury my father, and then return. Pharaoh replied, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. Then Joseph went to bury his father, and all the servants of Pharaoh accompanied him, the elders of Pharaoh's household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, along with all of Joseph's household, and his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children and flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen alike went up with him, and it was an exceedingly large procession. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad, which is across the Jordan, they lamented and wailed loudly, and Joseph mourned for his father seven days. When the Canaanites of the land saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a solemn ceremony of mourning by the Egyptians. Thus the place across the Jordan is called Abel Mizraim. So Jacob's sons did as he had charged them. They carried him to the land of Canaan, and buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field near Mamre, which Abraham had purchased from Ephron the Hittite as a burial site. After Joseph had buried his father, he returned to Egypt with his brothers, and all who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph bears a grudge? Then he will surely repay us for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Before he died, your father commanded, This is what you are to say to Joseph. I beg you, please forgive the transgression and sin of your brothers, for they did you wrong. So now, Joseph, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers also came to him, bowed down before him, and said, We are your slaves. But Joseph replied, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good, 
in order to accomplish a day like this to preserve the lives of many people. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So Joseph reassured his brothers and spoke kindly to them. Now Joseph and his father's household remained in Egypt, and Joseph lived to the age of 110. He saw Ephraim's sons to the third generation, and indeed the sons of Machir, son of Manasseh, were brought up on Joseph's knees. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely visit you and bring you up from this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel take an oath and said, God will surely attend to you, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and they embalmed his body and placed it in a coffin in Egypt. Exodus 1 These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt with Jacob, each with his family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher. The descendants of Jacob numbered seventy in all, including Joseph, who was already in Egypt. Now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died. But the Israelites were fruitful and increased rapidly. They multiplied and became exceedingly numerous, so that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, who did not know Joseph, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become too numerous and too powerful for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, or they will increase even more, and if a war breaks out, they may join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. So the Egyptians appointed taskmasters over the Israelites to oppress them with forced labor. As a result, they built Pithom and Ramesses as store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and flourished. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. They worked the Israelites ruthlessly and made their lives bitter with hard labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. Every service they imposed was harsh. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shifra and Pua, When you help the Hebrew women give birth, observe them on the birth stools. If the child is a son, kill him. But if it is a daughter, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had instructed. They let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before a midwife arrives. So God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, Every son born to the Hebrews you must throw into the Nile, but every daughter you may allow to live. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word.
questions or comments, email us at info at listen to God's word dot org.